before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, period. That's Dr. Wayne Dyer. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Hello! And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for vibing with me today as we have speaker, author, and teacher, Dr. Wayne Dyer on the show. And I was talking to somebody the other day and I brought up, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza and uh, all these other spiritual teachers. And I mentioned Dr. Wayne Dyer. She said, I never heard of Dr. Wayne Dyer before. And I said, this man, several years ago, literally saved my life. I was going through a really, really tough emotional time and probably the most challenging time of my life. And I used to listen to Dr. Wayne Dyer like seven to eight hours a day. I would wake up. It would be the first thing that I would listen to. Uh, and most times towards the end of the night, it would be the last thing that I would listen to. And I am forever grateful for his teachings and just him in general. So just wanted to share that. And I hope that some of the talks that I share with Dr. Wayne Dyer is as impactful to you as it was for me. So in today's episode, he is going to break down an old ancient proverb to teach us what it really means to be enlightened. Here's the late, great Dr. Wayne Dyer. Enjoy. When we think of ancient wisdom or the wisdom of the ages is something called enlightenment. We all want to be enlightened. Everybody wants to reach this exalted level of, of feeling blissful in their lives. And there's a wonderful Zen proverb that I used in this writing that I'd like to share with you. It's very simple. It says, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Period. Now, what this means to me is that enlightenment doesn't mean that we're gonna, our problems are going to go away. It doesn't mean that we're going to have to stop chopping wood and carrying water. We're going to have to stop working and we can just sit around and contemplate our navels for the rest of our lives. It has to do with how you approach what it is that you do what your belief about it is, what, you, what your inner world, what that insular Tahiti tells you about what it is that you're doing. One of the things I learned from listening to so many of these great teachers and these great people is how to become the witness to your life. How to like not so much identify with the stuff that is going on. You're always going to chop wood. There's always going to be problems. 
You know, we're never going to end marital strife. There's always going to be things that we're going to disagree on. We're not going to end uh, financial difficulties, struggles that we go through. We're not, those kinds of things are, are just a part of the human condition. We're gonna, we work, we carry water, we chop wood, we do these kinds of things. But it's not like you're going to find enlightenment. There's a, a Talopa, who was a, a 10th century Sufi, who said that enlightenment means to have a mind that is open to everything, but attached to nothing. Open to everything but not attached, detached from all of the outcome, from all of the stuff that's going on out there. And if you can learn how to cultivate just that one simple thing, to start to watch, to start to notice, to start to become the observer in your life. And even though you can't separate them, there is a oneness to all of them, of course. But when you start to stand back, and I was saying, you know, you, you really are doing something pretty silly right here. And you're getting it, and it's like, poor Wayne, what a, what a slob he is. I mean, he can't even fix a, a simple, I mean, I realize this, but I'm able to watch it and laugh about it. And as you're able to do this, you start to cultivate more of an attitude of, there's more to me than the pettiness that is going to be the problems that I'm going to encounter. And in our culture, in our world, there's, we see an enormous amount of rage we see people who are so identified with all of the stuff out there that has happened. And, we, and so many people don't know how to go here and get quiet, get peaceful. One of the people that I wrote about in, in, in this book was uh, Blaise Pascal. Blaise Pascal was a, a great philosopher, but he was also a scientist. You had to remember Pascal's law, and you had to read about pressure and learn about all of that stuff in your physics class or in your chemistry classes or whatever. But he was also a great thinker. And he said, all of man's troubles stem from his inability to sit quietly in a room alone. We don't know how to get quiet. We don't know how to get peaceful. We don't know how to go within and summon that force within us, our connection to our source. Because so many of us are separated from our source through the ego, through this identification with all of the stuff that's out there happening. And so many of these teachers spoke about this quality of the soul, this quality of spirit, this quality of being more than just what you notice, more than what you observe. So to me, there's, a, there's something called mastery, living at the highest level. You have, to, you have to surrender the little mind to the big mind. You have to, as they say in the recovery movement, anybody who's ever recovered from addictions, and today I am a camel, and a camel is an animal who starts every day out on his knees, and he ends every day on his knees, and he can go 24 hours without a drink. And there was a time when I didn't. And the way that I got past that in my life was not through any great discipline or even any great wisdom or even any great unconditional love. It was through surrender. Letting go and what? Letting God. And whatever God means to you. You've got to get your ego out of it. And you've got, to, you've got to have an overriding spiritual understanding that you allow this energy to flow through you. And you just go with that. Big thanks to Dr. Wayne Dyer for stopping by. And his take-home message for us today is to change 
our perspective. And I feel like this is like a running thread that goes through most of our talks. And it's so important to really take that in and try to change our perspective. And when I say change our perspective, I don't necessarily mean suppress or to repress your feelings, but try to see things differently if they're not serving you. So if something isn't going your way and you feel like you're just in this, this negativity, this feeling for too long, then try to change your perspective to see if that can help. All right, so going back to Dr. Wayne Dyer, he explained that an enlightened person and an unenlightened person, the difference is just perspective. And one of the ways that we can change our perspective is to go inside. So to perhaps sit in meditation or prayer or any contemplative practice that allows us to be more with ourselves and our thoughts, which for some can be scary, but it's almost necessary to get to that place so you can have that inner happiness, that inner content. So, all right. If you'd like to connect with Dr. Wayne Dyer, you can go to his website, drwaynedyer.com. His latest book is entitled Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And if you'd like to check out this entire talk on YouTube, you can go there and type in Wayne Dyer, what really happens before and after enlightenment. And if you'd like to hear more talks with Dr. Wayne Dyer, you can go to our show description and look at our previous episode section where there'll be a list of all the past episodes that he's been featured on the show. And also in there will be links to connect with him as well as a link to today's entire talk. All right, that is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I will see you back here Monday. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.